When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, Cincinnati Bengals fans, welcome to the Running Through the Jungle channel. Our roaring reactions a day after a Sunday loss against the vaunted Pittsburgh Steelers. 16 to 10 down in Cincinnati. Uh, watching paint dry over under was 35 and never had to worry about it. It was a tough one to watch. But, uh, but we're still going to give you our reactions to it. We're going to make fun of the uh, press conferences. And we're going to give out our game balls because, darn it, we have to. That's the rules. It's the rules of engagement here. But we appreciate you all stopping in here, checking us out, whether you're on YouTube, whether you're on uh, Apple Pod, uh, Google Pod, Spotify. Go ahead, smash that like button, subscribe button, share us with a friend, get the word out there. We appreciate you every week. We see these numbers jumping up, and we appreciate it. Thank you for, very much for rocking with us um, all across the network. And uh, got some new things in the works. So uh, going to do some fun things. Once we get into the offseason, you're going to see a couple new shows pop up, a little outside-the-box thinking on our part. And uh, those are going to be mostly podcast only. We're still going to have the main shows here available, uh, YouTube, and we should be going live with those pretty soon. Uh, I, I found out that we had to get to a certain threshold. I didn't know what I was doing. I apologize for that. But we're there. We're way past it, actually. I went flying by and had no idea. That's the reason why I couldn't do it at the beginning of the season. Regardless, we are here, fellas. Brandon Harry here with Justin Lacey and Tim Lyons. What's going on, Mr. Lacey? How are you today? Oh, my goodness, man. Look. It's a cold ass day here in Cincinnati, man. The sun is go the sun sets a lot sooner these days. But man, I'm running out of certain superlatives talking about this team. It's like I'm so super high on them when we do really well, but then it just they just drain the energy out of you. So, you know, it's I like to kind of call it the next day roar reaction to an extent, but it's it's I'm doing okay. I mean, first of all, happy Thanksgiving to everybody. You know, I know we didn't get a chance to like, I get a chance to like talk a lot about, you know, football during over the Thanksgiving holiday. But man, I, I I can't even just stress enough about like how frustrating yesterday's game was, man. It was just, it was just a number one, a boredom fest. But really, I was able to pick apart a lot of the stuff that I hated 
about what this team really was and the makeup of this team, this ball club. You know, never mind that Joe Burrow's lost for the season, but man, they're just not playing inspiring football, man. And that's just what's just demoralizing right now and deflating to the fan base, right? So um, <clears throat> it's kind of sad because you look, talked about like a lot of good stuff to look forward to on this show and this channel during the offseason time. I, I'm kind of looking forward to that now. <laughs> so, I mean, <laughs> I'm still going to be a fan and watch the season unfold the way it unfolds, but man. I, at this point, I'm just kind of looking forward to like, let's just end this season right now and then let whoever's in the playoff picture just go in the playoffs and let us do our thing. Yeah, I, I you know, I mentioned right after the re reaction uh, after the Ravens game, it definitely was going to change my perspective of how I was watching the rest of the season. I'm more in evaluation mode now with expectations mm -hmm. gone. I don't know. Can we win? Can we win a few more games? Yeah, I'd like to go 500, but I don't expect it. I've lost those expectations. Now I'm really looking at evaluating the entire roster. Tim, what's your take on what you got going on here with the Bengals? Um, when does pitchers and catchers report? <laughs> okay. Okay. You know, for me, I'm a huge baseball fan too, but I'm a St. Louis Cardinals fan, and uh, St. Louis Cardinals just signed Sonny Gray to a $75 million deal, so I'm happy about that. But anyway, so let's go back to football. You know, I'm good today because I went into yesterday's game with no expectations just to see how Browning was going to play, how our offense was going to play. You know, I didn't have any expectations, to be honest with you. What I I, I absolutely was hoping that we were going to beat the Steelers because it's the Pittsburgh Steelers. We don't want to lose against the Steelers ever. It don't matter if we're 1-15 one and, one and or, you know, or – you know, 12 and three at the time, whatever. We don't want to lose against Pittsburgh Steelers, but unfortunately it kind of played out to the way that we kind of knew it would, but I still have my hopes because I am a, am a diehard Bengals fan. I love my team. You know, I've been through thick and thin with these guys. Uh, you know, it is what it is. Is that, That's how I feel about it, but I'm having a great Monday. It's uh, almost my birthday and uh, I'm getting, um, you know, one more year around the sun. Yes, sir. Yeah, he's catching up to me this week. Mm -hmm. I'm far uh, behind y'all. I ain't there yet, but I, I, I'm going to get there. I, you know, I'll tell you, I, I was riding high, obviously. Um, we talked about I went to the Michigan game, um, Ohio State-Michigan, and uh, an awesome experience. Got to see my team win. I'm riding. Uh, I'm driving home from, uh, from uh, outside of Detroit from where we stayed in the hotel. And I'm listening to the game. I may have had it playing on my phone. I might have peeked at a few plays here and there, but I'm not supposed to. I'm driving, so I didn't do that, definitely. Um, <laughs> but I, it just was hard. It was hard. There wasn't – there was very little excitement. There was very little – I mean, it just was – you know, the bend don't break defense. Um, did get turnover again. Both teams get turnovers. Uh, that's what these two teams do. But newsflash, Jake Browning, not Joe Burrow. <laughs> he is not Joe Burrow. You know what I mean? Um, I, You know, I was hoping he would play better. Um, I don't think he played horrible. But my biggest thing is, you know, I talked about when I said evaluating everybody. I meant everybody. That means every one of the role players. Special teams, offense, defense, and the entire coaching staff. 
and I've said it all year. I've, I've, I've poked fun at Tim for saying it because it needs said more. Eight rushes by your running back room. I don't care how many plays you had. If you've got a backup quarterback making his first start for you, you got to run the ball more. And why are we not running somebody else too? Mm-hmm. You know, there were Chris Evans had flashes. I don't know what he's done to be in a doghouse. I feel like he slept with one of the coach's wives or something. Uh, like, <laughs> get him on the field. Chase Brown's back and healthy now. Get him out there on the field. Uh, Travion Williams, get him on. I'd like to see him run a pitch before I'd like to mm-hmm. see us pitch the ball to Mixon. But do something. Do something. Help this kid out, man. I mean, you got TJ Watt and Alex Highsmith, and you ran a ball eight times. So you just let them pin their ears back, come at the quarterback the whole game with zero repercussions. Never ran it inside of them. Like, it, it, I, it's disappointing. I hope they start realizing that they – I mean, they've got to be hearing this noise. Like – to me, Joe Mixon can't be in that locker room being okay with this. You know what I mean? You like, know, somebody got to say something. You know, what's funny is that you say that because during the conference yesterday, one of the reporters asked um, about Joe Mixon and, you know, and all Zach Taylor had to say was, it's not about one person. And it's the truth. It's not about Joe Mixon. It's about what Zach Taylor's calling. So, you know, we can't blame... And I'm going to, you know, that man took a pay cut for a reason. He, he wanted to be on a team that he knew he was going to be on the field most of the time. But he's not getting the ball. He's not, they're not running the football. You know, like I say every week, and you, I know you guys put me to a two-week limit or two-episode limit, run the damn ball. Run the damn ball. There, I said it twice. I'm going to say it one more time. Run the damn ball. Because at this point in time, That's we can't put, we can't put, the weight on Jake Browning's shoulders. He's not Tom. He's not Tom freaking Brady replacing Drew Bled. Excuse me, Drew Bledsoe. He's not. So, and he's not Brock Purdy replacing uh, whatever the hell's name was Jimmy Garoppolo at the time. So, you know, I guess it is what it is. Too many people are using those success stories like that, as far as like the Brock Purdy because he was the last pick in the draft, third guy on the roster. Uh, Mr. Irrelevant turned relevant. People are using that storyline to justify that Jake Browning can do this. And what very frustrating, what was the most frustrating thing about seeing it unveil Sunday was I'm not even going to try to, you know, shit on Jake Browning for right now because I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to shit on him at some point during this episode, but not right now at this very moment. What was very frustrating in the unveiling of the Jake Browning first start was the, talk leading up to that and them telling us feeding us this garbage telling us that he was mentally prepared to be a starter this whole entire time and how he had he he basically just looks unfazed like he carries some of that joe burrow quality and that how they don't really have to do anything different than the playbooks that they already had established when if you had joe at quarterback they feel like they can call the same plays then because he himself jake brown has said so what was so disappointing is that the Bengals coaching staff did not protect this guy at all. And they feel like that they can just throw the whole entire playbook at him and say, all right, let's go empty. 
And it was very annoying and very frustrating to watch because as a coach and staff, you got to be able to tailor your game plan specifically to fit a quarterback's strengths. Jake Browning is not Joe Burrow. And we said that in the episode leading up to the game. We straight up said that my expectation of Jake Brown is protect this guy, be able to elevate him to a status point that you're not putting too much on his shoulders because he's not Joe Burrow. Stop Mm -hmm. trying to act like that. He's Joe Burrow 2.0. He's not. He's not Brock Purdy. He's not none of those guys. And to your point about the running attack, we're going to beat that to a drum today. The lack of creativity with the run game is very problematic to me. And we're going to get into defense, too. But that right then and there of itself, which is why I can't stand it. Now, we can we can keep on saying to her blue in the face, oh, well, they got to keep running the ball, running the ball. But the way how they were running, trying to set up these run plays was just very stupid and predictable. Like, do you yeah. really think that that was going to work? You're not you're not doing nothing different. And yeah, I, I, I don't know what's going on with Chris Evans and Chase Brown, who was active today. I mean, I'm yep. sorry, yesterday's game. It was just first like why ain't they getting Never saw like the field, not man. one carry like it's mm-hmm. it was ridiculous man I, I you know it's when you talk about that predictability right when we're in a full shotgun the running back goes to your right he's running off left tackle the running back goes to your left he's running off right tackle we do that nonstop with zero uh, misdirections the only thing we've done outside of that is that toss play where the the defensive end ends up unblocked. Like I just, I don't understand like how there isn't a run away from it and a wham block back to that weak side and then a cutback. Like every college team I watch does that. Mm-hmm. Everyone does it. It's the reason why Michigan's running game works out of shotgun because they run it up the middle. They run it across. And then they run it across with a cutback. And all of their big plays, their big touchdown from Corum, boom, cutback to the left and went outside and went for a 20-yard touchdown. Like, we're very predictable to your point, Justin, and it's it's frustrating beyond belief. My frustration more so this game was play calling on offense. Some, uh, and this is unusual for Anna Rumo, but some lack of adjustments over the past several weeks on on defense, and um, just our defensive line getting getting moved. There were some some glimmers there, Hendrickson and Miles Murphy, but for the most part, we're just not getting done on a line. Uh, Justin, what was your uh, what was your look at our defense? Uh, the run defense continues to shit the bed at a high level. You know, I had my concerns early on, even during a four-game win streak. But I kind of – but Joe Burrow's play was masking all of that stuff because we were winning games. We were beating the living hell out of the 49ers. We beat the Bills at home, and we were thinking to ourselves, okay, these these problems are going to rectify itself at some point. We didn't let Christian McCaffrey go off to, to the extreme, even though he did score a touchdown. But running the ball, he didn't go off like super crazy. But the fact of the matter is, is that these problems were still a thing, even though we were kind of not seeing it right then and there. The Bills didn't run a ball really great on us, but they still have the potential to do that if they would have committed to the run themselves. But they didn't run the ball. 
when they played against us. They decided to let Josh Allen, you know, join the spotlight and be a hero, and they kind of played him to a bad pulp in that game. The Texans were the team that really exposed the flaws of the Bengals' run defense. This defensive line, and I, I don't want to put all the blame on them because the secondary, we saw it yesterday, they are not holding up. Cheeto, I don't know what's going on with him, but he just doesn't look like that he's back to full strength and health. Um, Cam Taylor Britt was out yesterday. He's our best corner. We know this. But for the secondary look, lost on several occasions, and that's even with the safety tandem of Dax Hill and Jordan Battle, DJ Turner got cooked several times. I understand he made a couple of good plays in there, knifing his hand in there to kind of to force the ball to be incomplete on the Deontay Johnson touchdown catch because I, I ain't going to lie, I thought it was a touchdown. Um, We've seen this time and time again, though, Justin, like when, when rookie corners come in and play mm-hmm. those minutes, they have it. They have – they're going to get their hand in the cookie jar and get cooked, and they're also yeah. going to make splash plays. Cam Taylor Britt last year – same thing. It was thing. the same way. And now we're he had to go through long pains. I like where we're headed with that young group. Right. And Chase mm-hmm. said that in our group text as much. Uh, Chase Youts, if you haven't heard him, cut to the chase. Uh, Tuesday nights on YouTube, Wednesday morning uh, here on Spotify, Apple. Uh, he said the same thing, though. He said they're going to figure it out in the back end, that front end. It's, it needs help. The, the, front end, the front end is starting to become a really big eyesore. And to your point, what you said earlier, Miles Murphy showed some flashes. He got a sack in yesterday's game, which was great. You know, we we finally see the first round pick come up to fruition. He almost forced a turnover too. Uh, got his hand in there with Kenny Pickett and forced a duck of a uh, pass that he threw. But mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on with this defensive front. I don't feel like that they're bear clawing to attack the running game. It felt like Najee Harris and Jalen Warren had all day to run the ball. Like, they could have ran the ball 100 times and not passed the ball not once. It could have been that game that the Patriots beat the Bills two years ago when they had Mac Jones only to complete three passes, mm-hmm. and they just beat the Bills by just running the ball. That could have literally been the game plan for the Steelers yesterday, but it wasn't, and it felt like that. I did not think that Najee Harris was being a capable running back that the Steelers probably wanted him to be. Um, he's definitely not no Le'Veon Bell. But he's a solid guy. He's a big guy, 240-some pounds or whatnot. But he didn't live up to the first-round hype that Steelers fans wanted him to be. Yeah. But, yeah, he looked like it yesterday. And Jalen Warren, Warren was very complimentary of his game. And it just begs the question of why isn't this Bengals defensive front, which we have implored a lot of resources and assets into. Everybody kept saying, oh, we're so deep on this D-line. But yet, somehow, somewhere, they are not getting the job done stopping the run. Hey, Miles Murphy, uh, what I liked about him, more so than just that one sack, is he won a couple of pressures uh, off the ball with was amazing with moves, with actual moves. I right. saw spin. I saw swim. I saw a rip. So that was – he's obviously getting coached up and, and, and it's come progressing the way I wanted to see him progress this season. We knew he was a little bit raw. Um, but listen, man, we kept Najee under 100 yards. We can say that. Right. I mean, yeah, 99. 99, but it was under 100, right? Uh, and yeah. what's your take on the defense? You know, it's the same problems as it is every week. It's, you know, the rush defense is non-existent. And then Fryermuth was tearing us up in the scene. I, like, I knew it was going to happen. You know, I told you that last week during our our um, summary of the, you know, for the game. You know, it, 
it's every week. It's it's deep, the rush defense and the tight ends. The tight ends are just killing us. And then, you know, like you said, DJ Turner got fried on a couple of plays. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, you know, and you know what? I'm not going to blame it all on the defense because the defense was out on the field for a long a damn long time. A long time, yes. I you know, they're 60 minutes in the game and they're out there for, shoot, I think we only had the ball for – 28 no 26 uh, minutes i think we had the ball 20, 23 and change i thought it was yeah so whatever in hell they're out there for a long time so i'm not gonna blame it all on the defense you know for, oh 22 43 yeah there we go 22 so they're out there for yeah. 27 or they're out there for 37 minutes not even change. 30 minutes <clears throat> so you know you you, you can't what do you expect's gonna happen yeah you, you can't you, even if we had the 49ers defense out there, or even the Steelers defense was our defense. You're out there for 37 freaking minutes. You're going to get What do you think is going to happen? Mistakes yeah, are going to happen. Mistakes are going to be made. It is what it is. That's, that's how I feel about the defense. It is what it is. It happened. You know what? It's going to happen. So that was a very good point. I'm glad you brought it up. Maybe, maybe, maybe take a little bit of the, the the sharpness off the blade here. I guess we're sticking the defense with, but one of the things I, t- I you know, I alluded to that um, not making a change week after week after week and not making the adjustments on defense. If Mark Andrews doesn't get hurt, he caught two out of the first passes of the fir- first four passes of the game for twenty three yards. Mark Andrews is going to cook us for hundred yards in that Ravens Easy. game. So take him out of the equation. Take that game out of the equation. The last four meetings we have, we've got four catches by the tight end for 71. We've got 10 catches from Kincaid for 81. We got Kittle nine for 149. And then this week we got Friar move nine for 120. Yep. We've got to do something to make an adjustment to not let tight ends just torch us in the scene. Because it's happening way too much, and we have good linebackers and safeties, we got to do something scheming. Scheming wise, it's better for that coverage, and, and that's uh, the only way I can look at it that way. Right. Which you know, in the years, in the years past, you know, they'd put uh, flowers or they'd put uh, apple Water. on the tight end. You yeah. know, so, you know, they put somebody on the tight end, and then they would keep them at bay. You know, like when we played against the Chiefs. You know they kept Kelsey at bay, but is it? Here, do we give DJ Ivy a chance to come in and prove himself on this? We might as well see what we got, right? Why not? What are we going to do? Lose the game? Yeah. All right. Well, that's the that's the first part. We'll be back to believe it or not, give away some game balls. But we're going to take a quick break here, uh, pay some bills if you're on podcast, and uh, if you're here with us on YouTube, just. Stare at our smiling faces for a few seconds. We'll be right back. All right, welcome back to the Roaring Reactions. Coach's Cliff Notes. Let's uh, let's get the Coach's Cliff Notes out of the way. Uh, boring. A lot of coach speak. Not a lot of meat on the bone. Good one to nope. skip. Um, there wasn't, I mean... It was 1610. What do you, I mean, I, I don't know what they could have said about it anyway. No one said anything that was controversial. They just kind of limped through with a bunch of coach speak. So we'll keep it pushing through that. Yep. Offensive 
game ball. Tim? Oh, I knew you were How do you first. find this one, buddy? You know, I'm just going to give it to Jamar Chase. You know, six, six receptions, 81 yards. He didn't give up on two plays when the balls got tipped and he caught them in the air. Oh, My, I uh, four yeah. receptions. Oh, I'm sorry. Four receptions, 81 yards. I'm sorry. I don't have my glasses. Two of on. them on tip balls. Yeah. Yeah. Two of them on tip balls. You know, he didn't give up on the play, at least. You know, that's a plus. You know, it's Jamar Chase. And, uh, you know, I know Jamar Chase. I've uh, listened to some of his stuff over the last day. And, you know, he's like, well, you know, we're going to, I'm going to keep pushing. And, you know, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to get pissed about what's going on. Yeah. So I'm going to give yeah, it he, Jamar Chase. He's had the best, uh, as far as clips, much better than the coach's cliff notes. I think he's he's uh, he's been the one that has more of a leadership mentality and has been speaking mm-hmm. to it a little bit more. Um, I'll tell you what, I agree with you. I got Jamar Chase. Um, I wish he wouldn't have just done that on two tip balls, though. Uh, right. Yeah, but he did. <laughs> so... Um, I don't know. Tanner Hudson, I thought I, he started off pretty good. I thought my boy was going to give me a shot at it, but he fell off, yeah. fell off after that second quarter. You know, after halftime, he was pretty quiet. So, Justin, who do you got for the uh, offensive game ball? All right, we got technical difficulties, it sounds like, with Justin. <laughs> I'm used to that on another show, but that's another story. Um, <laughs> Tim knows what I'm talking about. Oh, man. Oh, man. All right. So we'll go into our defensive game balls. Tim, right. who you got on this defensive game ball? You know, my defensive game ball pick was Jordan Battle last week. You know, that was my prediction. He actually did pretty good. He had uh, eight total tackles. Um, but I'm going to give it to Logan Wilson. He had 10 total tackles. Um, you know, you can also give it a, a honorable mention to Mike Hilton. Mike Hilton had eight tackles, two for two for loss. So, but I'm going to go with Logan Wilson. All right. Well, hey, that's the guy I picked. So, I'm in with Logan Wilson too. Uh, easy peasy. I, I will All give right. an honorable mention shout out. Like I said, Miles Murphy. Miles Murphy. Uh, I like. The progression. He obviously was not the game ball winner, but a big step, I thought, in some of the progression yeah. I saw from him. Justin, you yeah, back with me. us? Yeah, hear me now? Yes, sir. Go yeah. ahead and shout out those offensive and defensive game balls now, sir. I hated that I had technical issues on a favorite part of the show. Um, so <laughs> I'll go with offense. I got to go with Jamar Chase. You know, I feel like that he's the easy guy to root for with this one because it felt like that there was no quit in this game, especially I know the tip passes that he caught that was luckily ricocheted in his hands, especially for that one that was for 31 yards. Everybody's going to pick that play. But for me, it was more the the deep pass that he caught with the mouthpiece in his hand down the sideline. Mm-hmm. Joy Porter yeah. played perfect coverage. You know, he's always doing that. That's his style. Joey Porter Jr. is I'm starting to get to learn uh, about him. He plays that kind of defense about just guarding you to the boundary and making the sideline as an extra defender. And yet Jamar Chase still showed him, like, dude, I don't care what kind of defense you play against me. I'm still coming down with this ball, and you still can't stop me. So that's why he's giving my offensive game – I'm giving my offensive game ball to him. 
As for defense, man, this was rough for me because I I, I want to give it to Miles Murphy because he did get his first sack of the game. I mean, I'm sorry, of this career. Um, there was nothing impressive that the defense showed me, honestly, at all. Logan Wilson, I know you guys picked him and Mike Hilton, but they also didn't do very great on certain spots. You know what? Screw it. I'm just going to give it to Miles Murphy, okay? He showed up. He made some impactful plays. He got his first sack in the NFL, first career sack in yesterday's game. Um, he showed that people that doubted him as to why he didn't catch on to the scene so quickly, he, he kind of put the narrative to bed. Um, and I think that he's going to start playing like a true first-round pick that we wanted him to um, as the rest of the season unfolds and maybe going into next year. It gives me a little bit of hope that if we were to lean on him for more snaps going into next year and the years beyond that, that he will he will fill in just fine for now. I dig it. I dig it. All right. Well, uh, Tim, parting shots on the way out here. What uh, what do you think? I mean, we got Monday night. I, how will we not get flexed out of that? We got to get flexed out of that, right? I, I figured flex out on Monday you know. night. Are you allowed to flex you out guys, Monday night? If you guys see what's going on on Monday night football tonight, we ain't getting flexed out of that game. Come on, oh, come on. man. So Monday night we got we got the Jaguars on Monday night football. ATM might have two hundred yards. He might have three. You know, who knows? But all I got to say is this is is it is what it is, is is what I'm going to say. It is what it is. I don't you know, I've been seeing on social media and all that stuff and people are like fire Zach Taylor and fire this person and fire that person. We're not the Pittsburgh Steelers. Come on. Uh, this fire. I can, you know. Uh, you can't say that Steelers fired the first person in in season. Since I'm talking about no, no, no. I'm talking about every damn year. It's always fire. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You talk about their fans. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, their fans. But you know, okay. it is what it is. Watch the football game. Enjoy watching the football game. You know, I know you guys. Your guys, a lot of you guys, your guys' hearts is, are with the Bengals. My heart's with the Bengals too. But we're gonna win some. We're gonna lose some. Brain, like Brandon Harriet likes to say, football's gonna football. Oh, football. That's all I'm gonna say. You guys have a great day. Have a great rest of your week, and we will see you on Wednesday. All right, Justin, what you got for your party shots, my friend? You know, this has come the time where we just got to understand that adversity is going to strike no matter what. Um, we saw the Ravens go through it the last two years with Lamar Jackson getting hurt. They finished last place and then second place, and then look at them now. You know, on top of the AFC, not even just the division, but on the conference themselves, and you know they're they're back to riding high with Super Bowl aspirations again. Um, we saw the Cleveland Browns after they won a 2020 playoff game. You know, people thought that, and the fans themselves, they thought they'll be right back on top. You know, with Baker Mayfield leading the charge. Well. He's on his fourth team now, and I think it's fourth team. Um, yeah, it's fourth team. Um, so, and the the Deshaun Watson trade has not looked any better, but yet they're still finding a way now. Um, the Pittsburgh Steelers, have we just mentioned a few moments ago, you know, they've had to live with life after Big Ben, and they had to learn how to make the adjustments. Mike Tomlin still finds a way to staring in the face with all the adversity that they have. Look, it's just our turn right now to go through it a little bit. Joe Burrow, we hate that he continues to get hurt in some sort of way. I feel like that he can never have a true normal offseason, but 
that's just life in the NFL, man. No, it's not kind to you. You know, um, eventually it's going to drop at some point, the adversity ball. And we just got to understand that, man, we, we lived a great football life for the last two seasons. And unfortunately, this season didn't shake out the way that we wanted it to. But that don't mean that we need to give up on our future. I am not of the Zach Taylor needs to be fired train. I'm not. But however, I am of the we need to evaluate this coaching staff on both offensive and defensive the side of the ball. Because right now, it's just too much this unacceptable football play that's going on. We have too many talented guys on this roster. But like Tim said, and I'm also going to iterate the same thing, I'm just going to just watch this football team, just evaluate them, not get myself too high, not get myself too low. It's pretty good that we're doing this a day after because my immediate reaction was, I'm hot. I'm steaming hot. And I don't want to come on these shows, shoot what you guys are, everybody listening to me steaming hot. Yes, I'm going to be mad. But at the end of the day, I want to be calm, cool, and collected. And I think that, you know, it's right now, we're just going through that adversity right now. So we got to we gotta weather through this storm, and we'll be back to what we want to be. I'll tell you what, I was the same way when it ended yesterday and as I am right now. Um, I wasn't steaming high. I think, I, like I said, I tempered expectations before I went into the game. Um, I do know what I've seen now over the past couple of years. We've talked about the offensive line. Uh, the past couple of years, we talked about the defensive line. We talked about uh, not having a tight end. We've done all those kind of things. Um, when, I, when I was in the restaurant business, I used to always tell all my managers, listen, get your sales up. I understand you're worried about uh, your food costs and your uh, beverage costs and your labor costs. But if you get your sales up, sales are like a good coat of paint to cover up a lot of blemishes on the wall. Joe Burrow's our coat of paint. And he's a darn good coat of paint, man, because he's been covering up a lot of blemishes on the wall. So I'm like, I'm looking at it this way. What can we really break down? What do we really see? Um, the, you, you can't run from the light now. Uh, it's going to expose all of our weaknesses, and we're going to get a really good look in the mirror, I think. So that's what I'm doing with most of this season. Still rooting for us to win. I'm not rooting for us to tank. I don't, th- I don't expect us to win a ton, a lot more games left. Um but I think, like you said, I think we'll hit one or two that we probably shouldn't win, and and I'm hoping Monday night's one of them. Um, but I, I'm excited to watch the rest of the team and the development of some of the younger guys and see where we're at at the end of the year. I'm still riding with the Bengals like I always do. And we appreciate you guys riding with us, checking it out. We're going to go through this together, arm in arm. Right through the muck of the rest of the season, fellas. We're going to be here every week, chopping it up, talking Bengals football, and uh, rooting on the Bengals because that's what we do. So that's the Roy reactions for this week. Catch us in a couple of days when we do uh, run it through the jungle. Uh, look for my boy Chase Youts out there to cut to the chase. We'll be previewing. Um, I have not heard back from anybody from Jacksonville yet, but I'm working on that to see if we might be able to do another strange love. I don't know. I don't know. I want somebody to come on here yelling Duval. That's all I know. (laughs) But until that show, that's it for today. 
You're rocking with us on Running Through the Jungle. Who day? We, we out.